Hello and welcome to the Mindful Men Podcast, a show inspiring men to be mindful about their lives. Each week, we'll dive into a range of topics that matter to men and hear from everyday people doing extraordinary things. So if you love the show, please give it a five-star rating and share it with your mates. Now, before we get into this week's episode, please note that some of the content may trigger you. And if this happens, please reach out to your support networks. It's really important. If you can't get enough of Mindful Men, head over to our website. It's www.mindful-men.com.au. Find the show notes and the links to our socials there. But for now, sit back, relax, and let's get mindful. G'day guys, and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Men podcast. I'm your host, Simon Rinney. And today we're getting mindful about how we can recognize and overcome imposter syndrome. Now, imposter syndrome is something that's been a constant for me since I started the therapy side of mindful men. And whilst it's not a mental health condition per se, it certainly impacts our mental health and centers around self-doubt. So in this episode, I wanted to share about how we can firstly recognize imposter syndrome and give you some examples of what it can look like from my own experience. So, what is imposter syndrome? Put simply, it's the feeling like we're a fraud or a phony, or that we don't deserve the success that we've achieved in life. It's a reflection of negative self-talk, and can either form part of, or maybe be a red flag leading to, things like anxiety or depression. Research from Dr. Valerie Young from the Imposter Syndrome Institute indicates there's five different types of imposter. And if you're keen to check them out for yourself, I'll put a link to the PDFs in the show notes below. Now, the first is the perfectionist. The perfectionist focuses on how things are done and how they turn out. One single flaw can result in feelings of failure or shame and can even lead to tasks being repeated to pursue perfection. The second is the expert, and the expert is an extension of the perfectionist, but focuses on what they know. So wherever there's a knowledge gap, this can result in those same feelings of failure or shame. Next is the soloist, and the soloist cares about who completes tasks, and that person is usually us. If we think that we're the only person who can do something and we can't, this brings about a whole bunch of negative feelings. The fourth is the natural genius, and this person cares about how and when. Ease and speed are important for this person, and when there's moments of delay or uncertainty, the imposter creeps in. And finally, the last one is the superhuman. This is the person who can juggle multiple roles at the same time and be awesome too. They're the parent and mate and colleague and sports coach and social media superstar or even the industry go-to person. And when they're juggling all of these roles well, they're on top of the world. But when things don't work out, this is their kryptonite and their world comes crashing down. Now, if you're like me, you've probably ticked a few of these off in the last few minutes. I've struggled with perfectionism, for example, for the better part of 30 years as it forms part of how I manage my obsessive compulsive disorder. So already, I'm ticking off the perfectionist. I'm also ticking off the expert and the soloist. 
Some examples of perfectionism and imposter syndrome that come out in me include how I run my business. And it started very early on when I was developing my website. As a mental health practitioner, I first felt the need to have a really good website because when I look for a mental health practitioner, that's what I look for in a provider. And so I spent months trying to build this website after only watching a few YouTube videos and I was agonizing over how things weren't working out. So when a page didn't quite work how I wanted it to, I would often delete it and start all over again. Suffice to say that the website you see today for Mindful Men is very different to the first 10 or 20 versions that I created initially. And once I got started as a therapist, the next version of imposter syndrome came into play, and this was the expert. There have been countless times in sessions where I've been wondering if I'm providing enough support. Like, do I have enough mental health tools to give the bloke sitting next to me? Do I have enough in-depth knowledge to justify calling myself a social worker and therapist for men? When I think back to my days studying, I wonder why I couldn't quite develop an in-depth understanding of grand theories conjured up by old guys in decades or centuries gone by. And then from this, why do I struggle so much, and I still do, with talking like a social worker when I meet up with other social workers? This not only comes up during therapy sessions, but also in supervision. I've had various supervisors over the years And they've all had this amazing ability to just pluck out a concept, tool, or theory out of thin air when we're talking about social work issues. And here I am, sticking to small words that definitely don't have an ism at the end of them. So in this light, I feel I am supposed to be the expert, but at the same time, I have knowledge gaps that make me feel anything but an expert. And then comes the soloist. And this one has been showing its huge, ugly head for me in recent weeks. As a sole trader with a growing business, I'm in the fortunate space to finally be saying that I'm actually doing this. I've got regular caseload of blokes in therapy. I'm getting referrals all the time. I'm paying my bills and the anxieties that I used to have of not getting mindful men off the ground, they're drifting away. But... I'm stuck in a soloist mode because of this overwhelming pressure that I feel to sustain this business momentum. I've bought on a VA and a business coach, and these are helping me immensely, but I still hold on to a lot of work because of these perfectionist and expert aspects that I've talked about earlier in the way that I'd go about things. Now, there's a few reasons for this. Firstly, outsourcing costs money. And I have some money mindset blocks that hold me back. Secondly, I really do struggle to let others come in and do my work. I know it can be good for me, but my perfectionist traits cause me so much grief. And so I go from letting go to tightening my grip to letting go again before regaining control. And this is where the superhuman comes in as well, trying to be the business owner, the entrepreneur, the admin person, the social media manager, and therapist all in one. And combining this with my mental health situation, I'm also worried about the effects of burnout. This is constantly on my mind, and I worry about burning out again, but at the same time, as a sole trader, I know that I can't afford to burn out, because if I don't go to work, I don't get paid. 
this is vastly different from when I previously burned out because when it happened in 2020, I was in a public service job with bucket loads of sick leave available to me. But now as a solopreneur, I'm looking at a very short leave balance, if any at all at the moment. And so when I think of all these things, and let me be honest, I'm thinking about them all the time, I start looking outwards. I look at all the other people in my industry doing amazing things. I wonder how they keep their momentum going and grow their businesses and do their advocacy, how they do their podcasts and get sponsorship for their podcasts so it makes money, not cost them money, and how they have the time, money, and creative freedom to do all the things that they want to do, which are also the things that I want to do too. An example of this is I recently attended the International Mental Health Conference on the Gold Coast. For three days, I got to mingle with amazing people and providers working to improve mental health support and awareness across the globe. And whilst I loved being in that environment, I learned so much and met some amazing people. I couldn't help but sit back and look at the keynote speakers and wonder why I wasn't up there. I wondered if I'm doing enough to be famous enough to get that call and say, hey, Simon, we really want you at this event to share your story. And as I sat in the crowd and I heard so many other stories around mental health, particularly around surviving suicide attempts, I started wondering whether my mental health story was as profound as theirs, and maybe it's not. So maybe this is why I'm not on stage. The reality of the situation was that not everyone can be on the stage sharing their stories. It doesn't mean that my story isn't worth hearing. It just meant that I didn't get a ticket this time around. This is a perfectly rational way of thinking about things, but imposter syndrome plays on our insecurities and it tells us otherwise. It doesn't let us see our successes. It hasn't let me look at my books and take note that they're almost full and soon I'm going to have to start a wait list. It doesn't let me realize that despite not being a walking encyclopedia of social work and mental health knowledge, that my clients keep coming back to therapy because we have a great connection and the tools that I do provide them really work. Dr. Young notes how people with imposter syndrome are worried about being found out. And I certainly feel this in my therapy business. If my website wasn't perfect, people will think I'm not a good enough therapist and not give me a call. If I'm asked to provide a new therapy tool and I can't, my clients will think I'm too inexperienced to be a therapist and stop coming. If a social worker asks me about my practice framework and I can't link it to some sort of grand theory, then maybe they'll look down at me and wonder, how did I even finish my degree? And when these feelings come up for me, and for us in general, Dr. Young details how we resort to things like self-sabotage and procrastination. We over-prepare. We never finish things and we hold ourselves back as a way to protect ourselves. So how do we overcome imposter syndrome? I often say in all my therapy sessions, acknowledgement of the situation is the starting point. Once we name the issue through acknowledgement, we can then start to work on it because we know what it is. As I mentioned earlier, imposter syndrome centers around negative self-talk. So once we acknowledge that imposter syndrome may be causing us grief, we can look at viewing and talking about ourselves in a different way. 
Are we looking at the glass as being half empty or half full, for example? And where does this show up for us? Is it in our business or family life, friends, sport or study? For what purpose do we engage in this negative self-talk? What are the alternative phrases or words that we can use to improve on this? An example for me was at the conference and I was sitting in the crowd watching one of the keynote speakers. I was feeling all this imposter syndrome coming up. This was actually making me feel quite nauseous and sick. And I was just waiting for someone to stand up, point at me and say, Simon is a fraud, he shouldn't be here. Then on the PowerPoint presentation, an image came up that said, I am enough. I looked at this and almost started crying. In this moment, these three words helped me to realize that I was letting imposter syndrome win. And so I repeated these words in my head over and over for the rest of the presentation. And it, in fact, distracted me from what the presentation was all about. But by doing so, I was able to calm the nerves. I was able to reflect on why I was there and why this was the place that I needed to be. I was able to reflect on my business and recognize that, yep, I've still got a long way to go to realize the full scope of my business dreams, but I shouldn't forget just how far I've come. It made me reflect that I'm still in startup mode. The business is only nine months old and I've never had a business before. I'm also doing what most social workers don't do. Instead of working for someone else straight out of uni, I went straight into starting my own private practice. I've grown so much in the last nine months and I shouldn't negate celebrating this. As I turned the negative self-talk around, I started to realize that, yes, I am enough. I am enough as a social worker, a business owner, therapist, advocate, dad, husband, and mate. Once I got to this point, I was able to sit back and go, why is all this happening? And in doing this, I realized that I was working way too hard, doing over 10 hours a day, whilst balancing the perfectionist and soloist when I didn't need to. In talking about these issues with a few people, I had some light bulb moments. I realized that I'm the boss, and that if I don't want to do something, I don't actually need to do it. I realized that emails and returning phone calls can wait a couple of days. I realized that being busy for the sake of being busy wasn't actually productive. And then in order to sustain my energy and mental well-being for the longer term, that I need more boundaries. And so this is what I've done. I've stopped working 10-hour days. I'm being okay with things taking a little longer than they used to. I'm learning to let things go and lean on help when I need it. When I'm looking out and comparing my journey to another person's, I'm also catching myself in this moment and turning it around to focus on me. I'm celebrating my progress and not looking too far into the future. I'm recognizing that I'm only at step 10 of a small business and I shouldn't focus too much on step 100 until I'm in the 90s. And so far, this is working. And I say so far because it is a work in progress. I need to work on this to maintain the momentum. This is important because we can't master anything unless we practice it. So in summary, imposter syndrome shows up in a number of ways that keep us questioning our ability. It feeds off negative self-talk, but by recognizing this and flipping the internal discourse around, we can overcome it. Talking about this helps, whether it's with a friend or a family or a therapist. 
And if you're in Australia and want to work with me directly over this, head to www.mindful-men.com.au for more information about my therapy sessions and contact details. Well, that's it for today. I hope you became mindful around imposter syndrome. Thanks for joining me. My name is Simon Rooney, and until next time, stay mindful. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode, and I hope you got some value from it. If anything triggered your mental health today, please reach out to your support networks. Also, if you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your mates. For more from Mindful Men, you can check us out on Instagram and YouTube, and I'll throw the links to these pages in the show notes below. But until next time, stay mindful.